This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Here you go. It is the Mess It Up Podcast, and I am your host, as always, the Bowtie Guy here. You might notice my voice is just a little bit goofy today, and that is because uh, I spent this week... Uh, well, this last week in uh, <clears throat> a little place I like to call Coronaville, um, I finally uh, finally did it. I uh, heard so much about it. Everyone else seemed to be doing it. So went ahead and got myself the uh, coronavirus, got COVID this time. Uh, being out, uh, I'm pretty sure, when I took my friend to go uh, see a concert in Las Vegas. So uh, the old adage, what uh, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, apparently was not true for me because I brought it home. So I spent a week in bed. I uh, had the uh, standard things. I'm guessing most of you have uh, either known someone or been someone who has had this at this point. <clears throat> and so I had uh, one of the worst coughs I've ever had, really rattled my lungs and hurt a lot. I did not get the the, the missing out of the smelling and that kind of stuff. That, that my, my sense of smell stayed pretty much the way it was, although granted it's never been the greatest um, sense of my senses. Um, and um, I had a, a low-grade fever. Uh, did it for about uh, three or four days, felt better for about two days, and the fever came back for another day or two, and uh, now I feel good. Today was actually my first day out of quarantine. I went down to uh, the office uh, at Starbucks, had a cup of coffee, and uh, did some some writing, wrote my blog and whatnot, <clears throat> and that was good. So I'm just letting you know now, I will probably be clearing my throat a couple of times during this, and I apologize for that because I still can't quite kick that bit of it, but it is nice to be on the healthy side of life. It was indeed a maelstrom of, uh, of stuff that I was going through, and that is our word of the week this week is maelstrom, which is a, a powerful uh, situation or state of confused movement or violent turmoil, uh, typically in water like a, a river or a sea, but but it can be anywhere, and my life has been a maelstrom of, of uh, uh, symptoms and emotions this week. It was super, super interesting going through this because at the beginning I was just wiped out, just felt miserable, didn't want to do anything, <clears throat> lay there, watch TV when I could, but just felt just absolutely horrible. And then as I started feeling a little bit better, you know, I was like, hey, this is kind of nice. I'm getting a vacation from life. I get to just sit and watch TV. I binged uh, a few shows, uh, the entire um, runs of a couple of shows, um, some with my wife, some without my wife. And uh, that was good. The funny thing is, though, while I was sick, all, and I'm talking about all of my sports teams, had a miserable, miserable existence. My beloved LA Kings hockey team got bounced out of the playoffs. My San Diego Seals lost the first game of the Western Conference Championships. Uh, but we have since come back to win the second game. And so it's a three-game series. Um, for lacrosse, so we will be playing this coming Friday to see who goes to the championship. Uh, so got that to look forward to. My beloved Arsenal got bounced out of fourth place, which means we miss out on Champions League for next year, which uh, for those of you who are football fans uh, means, uh, you know, millions, tens of millions of dollars uh, in the piggy bank for the team to spend on players that uh, went away. And unfortunately, it went to our most hated rivals. So that was a very... Um, very disappointing thing. But then as I started feeling better, 
my team started winning again. Uh, like I said, the Seals won. Arsenal won their final game of the year, and uh, things are indeed looking up. So if you can use that word that I said a little while ago, Maelstrom, in your sentences this week, go ahead and give yourself 10 points. Speaking of our word of the week and 10 points, one of the shows that I was binging with my wife is a show called Homeland on Showtime, which deals with a, a, a female CIA agent. And in the seventh season, uh, I, I forget which episode it was now, I'm walking along and the lady says that the person was in great dudgeon. And I was like, what? So I rewound it. You can check our Instagram account. Uh, I put a little clip up online for that, but I went ahead and gave uh, Carrie Matheson 10 bonus points that uh, she deserved for using our word of the week from a couple weeks ago, back at the beginning of May. Uh, this is May 24th, and it is show 216, um, and I just want to welcome you to being here. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to uh, contact the show in any way, shape, or form, best way to do it is to uh, consider an email or a text or a phone call. Your email address for me would be bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can also reach me via text or phone call at 760-608-1942. That goes right to me. That's my personal phone. And you can feel free to call or text. Love to talk to you about what you've heard on the show, maybe your ideas. Maybe you'd like to be on the show as some of our uh, recent guests um, were, were people that I only knew because they reached out or, or I, I found them and other people told me about their stories. And that's the reason we were being able to share uh, the stories of uh, people like Catherine and Kyle and, uh, and John a while back. Ben, <clears throat> it's been really nice having some fresh voices on the show uh, because of that. So, so reach out to me and do that. If you would like to become one of our supporters, this is 100% supporter or listener supported show. And there are a few ways that you can support our ministry, Messed Up Ministries. Uh, one of them is to become a patron on our Patreon giving site. And that is uh, the easiest way to get to it. It's go to messituppodcast.com. Click on the become a patron button and it'll take you to our Patreon site. Uh, or you can do text to give, which uh, can set up a one-time or a recurring gift as well. Uh, we are a tax-free uh, nonprofit organization, Messed Up Ministries, so your donations are tax-free. Um, the Patreon, I got to tell you, does uh, take a little bit, and so we're not able to give you um, the percentage that Patreon keeps, which is about 8% of your gift. But on the tax uh, text-to-give, it is 100% tax tax-free. You can do that by texting the word MUM, M-U-M, MUM's the word, to 760-WALLS-CA. And that will take you to our text to give site. Now you might ask, why is it Walls CA? That's because we go into the prisons uh, here in California and we bring the message of Jesus. We bring the good news to um, inmates uh, around uh, our neighborhood here. And uh, we're hopefully going to be going in for a hope event on June 22nd. Um, so if you want to get in before then and help to pay for um, transportation and whatnot for our missionaries to go in and do this hope event, in the uh, prison in Tehachapi. That would be awesome. Uh, but uh, that's why we chose Walls CA as our, our text to give number. Uh, just a little behind the scenes on that. <clears throat> um, I don't have anyone to keep me honest here on this and, and tell me if I've hit all the marks. So I'm just going to assume that I have. And um, I was thinking, what do I do on this show? And, and you know, it's Monday night. It is, no. No, I'm not, sorry. It's Tuesday morning. It is show day. Uh, it's 12.50 as I'm recording this good morning. Um, and I realize I need a show. And I've been laid up with the COVID uh, 
all week long, and so I didn't get a show recorded, and I was all done with all the shows I had in the can. So I had to come up with a show to do. So I thought, well, what would I like to talk about? And I know you don't want to hear a show about COVID because, I mean, let's be honest. Like I said, everybody knows someone or has been someone who's gotten it. So so I want to do that. But but I had on my show lists of, um, of ideas. Um, John 15. <clears throat> John 15 is a very famous um, passage about um, Jesus being the vine. And it starts off in John 15, 1, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. Uh, but then we go down to the one that you may have been more familiar with, John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And here's the one that I really like, it's verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire. And burned. And when we look at those two verses, verse uh, five and sixteen, I think about the, the 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 contrast there of thriving and surviving and and being you know bearing fruit or withering and being thrown into the fire. And I know every year my dad would have us go out and prune the the trees and vines. We had grape vines and we had uh, fruit trees in the backyard and. Pop would prune them back and he would burn those branches. We'd, we'd make a pile and and we'd burn the branches and the leaves and there was nothing left after they were gone. You couldn't tell what they were because it was just ash. And, and when we want to get rid of something, that's one of the common ways to do it. When I spent a couple months out in, in uh, North uh, Nashville, sorry, still have COVID brain, uh, a couple years ago during the lockdown, my brother-in-law once a week would go out and he'd put everything into a burn barrel, a big 50-gallon drum he had, and he would just burn the trash. They didn't have trash pickup. They didn't have a trash truck come and pick up. He didn't separate out recyclables and, and, and you know, organics or anything like that. He just put it all in a barrel and burned it because that was his most efficient way of getting rid of what he didn't need anymore. And so I'm thinking about this as I'm reading this verse, and it made me think, well, how do we wither? And how do we get revived when we do wither? How do we avoid being cut off from the vine of Christ? Now, I know my Bible tells me that once Jesus has me in his hand, no one will take me out, that that my salvation is not in peril because I make mistakes. And come on, people, I make mistakes. I mean, we make mistakes. I remember when I first started going to a Baptist church. Uh, we had come from a, a different denomination, and I had heard about you know losing my salvation. I'm going to take a drink real quick. I've got no one to cover the drinks, and I have to keep uh, myself uh, you know from from getting too dry, or else I'll really start coughing. Uh, but I'd, I'd heard this, and I had this fear of losing my salvation. And my uh, good friend Pastor Dan, who you've heard on the show many times, explained to us that whole concept of being in Christ's hand. And, and and once I'm saved, I am saved. And that was a hard thing, especially for my wife, who'd grown up in a different denomination, to wrap her brain around. And now that we have had that explained to us, and we can see the beauty of that. It, it takes away that fear. But still, my emotional self, apart from being saved, my just my spirit can get deflated and withered. 
when I was laying with COVID, <clears throat> I missed people. I'm a people person. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm I'm talking to a microphone in the middle of the night in my studio because I want to be with people. Um, and I love being around people. I go to Starbucks so that I can just see people. And it was hard not seeing people being locked up for, you know, uh, almost two weeks uh, without, you know, outside contact. And um, I started getting kind of sad, kind of depressed, kind of lonely and, and feeling bad. And I remember nights there laying um, on the couch because I didn't want to get my wife sick and I let her have the bedroom and just laying there and being sad and lonely and just, you know, wanting it to be done so you know so I could go and see people again and and have the joy of of fellowship and I was withering uh emotionally I was I was sad and 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 depressed and that can happen and it happens in life as we go through as as I go through and and make uh, mistakes and errors and and cause myself problems and and even worse cause problems for other people like you know, my, my criminal past kept me away from my children and my family. It kept me away from my youngest daughter for years. Uh, there, there were a, a, a huge stretch of time where I didn't see her and she didn't want to see me because she didn't know what had happened to make her daddy get taken away um, from her with no explanation. And, um, and thankfully, uh, that situation has been healed. And, and, and we'll get into that in the second half here. But but it can be easy to start to wither. And, and different things can do it for different people. Uh, for some people, being alone uh, and, and having alone time, that's, that's a great respite. And that's something that maybe even recharges their battery and, and gets them invigorated. Um, for me, that's, that's the worst. Uh, being alone, that's, that's the thing that will be my kryptonite. Um, but, but whatever your kryptonite is, I, I, I don't know. But I, I know that we all have something that can bring us down and make it very difficult, whether that's seeing a, a, a dirty house or, um, or, or chaos, uh, clutter, um, uh, being controlled. Uh, my son, you know, the thing that absolutely will crush his soul is someone telling him to calm down. Just those words, calm down, when he's losing control. He does not want to hear that. And he, he told us specifically when he came to live with us for a while, he said, please, whatever you do, don't tell me to calm down if I start to lose control. Find something different to say. And, and it's great if you know what that trigger is, what that button is, if you know what it is that's making you wither. Because once we figure that out, we can, we can take action. My wife was noticing in the backyard, she planted some flowers and, and, you know, they were doing great. It was spring and poppies were popping, you know, and, and then she noticed as we were uh, sick, she noticed that the flowers had kind of gone stagnant and she went out the other day and looked and she saw that the, the little drip line, uh, the end of it had fallen off. And so the water, instead of dripping down at the plants, was all just shooting out the end where nothing was. And so those waters or those plants were not getting watered. They were, they were getting, you know, not starved, I guess, thirsted to death. They were, they were, there was not enough water and, and they were starting to shrivel up and wither. And she was able to find the source of it and, and take action to make it. So now those flowers are again, looking good and healthy. My coffee plants, my, my, my beloved coffee orchard, uh, had, you know, started to get a little bit, you know, peaked looking and they weren't doing so great. And she gave them some fertilizer and all of a sudden the leaves just grew 
incredibly green and big and lush and, and it looks great because she found out what was causing them to wither. And when I can find out in my life what's causing me to wither, that gives me a great opportunity to at least make an, oppor- or an attempt to help it out. Now, now sometimes things go on and, and what we see might not be as obvious. What we think the, the situation might be isn't as obvious as that. Um, I started work today on my 12-step inventory again because I'm working through a step study with uh, Big Squatch and we're at the part where we're going to be doing our inventories. So I started working on that and I started looking at what is what is causing me agitation or anger or anguish or you know what's making my soul wither so I can try to define these things and start putting it into groups and and seeing patterns and looking for the things that might be there that are causing me a problem. Where's that that grain of sand in the oyster that's eventually going to be a pearl, but right now it's just an adjutant or an irritant. Um, You know, and the sooner we find it, the easier it is to deal with it. When you're hiking, if you feel a rock in your shoe, you don't want to wait until the fifth mile to take that rock out. That rock's still there. You, You stop right now and you take it out because... You know, you might lose a minute taking your boot on and off, but but you're going to save a lot of time with um, with comfortable feet. So, so you know, looking for and finding those things that make us wither. And like I said, it's going to be different for all of us. What makes me wither might not make you wither, but there is something out there, that, an area that the enemy will start to poke at that that soft spot that that weak point, that crack, that missing scale in Smog's underbelly that makes it so they can put an arrow in there and bring down the dragon in, in The Hobbit. You've got one. I've got one. And the big question is, do you know what it is? And and that will lead us to the second question is, how do I deal with it? But but right now, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to take a little break. We're going to do a, a song of the week. This is one we, we went before... Um, I took my friend Donnie a couple weeks ago for uh, his birthday. We went and saw a concert in Las Vegas. And so I did the only thing I could possibly do, which would be so rock and roll, was to go to a concert in L.A. the night before and then get up and watch a soccer game and then drive to uh, Las Vegas to watch a concert. Uh, But we saw a couple weeks ago, we saw For King and Country, and the opening act was Dante Bow. And I heard this song, which is a new song from him, called Nail Scarred Hands. And I was like, ah, wrote this down at the concert. Gotta have this as a song of the week. So here you go. This is about 90 seconds of Dante Bow. The song is called Nail Scarred Hands. I'll be back on the other side to tell you some of my thoughts about it and to talk about what we do when our plants are withering, when our spirit is withering. But right now, 90 seconds of Dante Bow. paid my ransom Your wounds have made me
And I'm never sure uh, when I do this. I always, you know, listen to the song and, and look at the lyrics when we take our break. And then I come back in editing and I grab uh, the 90 second demo clip, you know, just the taste of it from Apple Music Store. And uh, so I never know what 90 seconds are going to give us. So I, I don't know what uh, you just heard there, but I'm really hoping that you heard a couple of things. And, and the first thing that stands out to me at the beginning of this is is just that first line that grabs me. You know, it's got the word prison in it. All of a sudden my ears, you know, prick up and, and that happened at the show. Um, but it says, my past became my prison. My love was waiting. My story was my failure. That's the past tense. Those bad things are the past tense. That's the withering. That's the withering. Your past is the withering. But when we align ourselves with Christ, your blood has paid my ransom. Your wounds have made me whole. Every day is brighter. Your love's a miracle. My freedom's written in your nail-scarred hands. Christ did that for us to water the plant, to get rid of the withering, to add fertilizer and make those leaves turn beautiful green and pop. And and that's where the hope is. It's, it's not looking at the past tense. It's looking at the present and even more so the future. And that's why I do recovery. Yes, I look at the past. I look and see what was there. I look for patterns. I look for recurring incidences so that I can be aware of how to avoid them in the future. So many people say to me, you know, with recovery, it's like, you know, Christ healed my past. So I can let go of that. I don't need to deal with my past. That's not true. If you don't deal with your past, your past will deal with you. And yes, God can deliver you from your obsessions, from your addictions. But the alcohol wasn't the problem, people. You've heard me say this so many times. The food's not the problem. The gambling's not the Those things are, they are an expression of a hurt that you are trying desperately to cover up with whatever it is. As I'm looking at my inventory now, I see myself, it constantly keeps coming up. I let somebody else have power over my self-worth. I gave somebody else the permission to tell me what I was worth. But Christ tells me in his nail-scarred hands, I'm worth one Jesus Christ, exactly, precisely one Jesus Christ. And if I remain in Christ and he remains in me, I'm gonna bear much fruit. And apart from him, I can do nothing at all. What do I wanna do? What do I wanna be? Do I wanna be nothing or do I wanna have much fruit? People, I don't want to wither anymore. I want to bear much fruit. I want to be the thing that people look forward to. The first day I was sick, my wife went to the store and she decided she'd bring me something to make me feel good. And she brought me much fruit, a big thing of raspberries. And I I was thrilled by it because I love raspberries so much. And I want to be that fruit for the world so that when I share my story, someone, anyone will hear it. You, the people listening to this, will hear it and will hopefully, hint, hint, share it on social media because we're on all the social medias and so are you. So share it so somebody else can hear. Nothing, you know, 
tickles my fancy more with the show than when I see a big uptick uh, in the in the the numbers of how many people have downloaded the show that week. And it makes me feel good to know, look, I had a crummy week, but this many people listened to something that I had to say or one of my guests had to say, and it made a difference for them because they came back and listened again the next week. When I hear my wife in the bathroom getting ready and I hear, who's that man in there talking? And it's, it's me. <laughs> I love the fact that she's listening and she's heard. When friends call me and say, hey, I was listening to this show. And I heard you say this. I had a friend quote me to myself uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and they were quoting from something in the first season uh, of shows. And here we are in, what, season four now. Um, it's th- th- Those are the things that make me know, look, the enemy's telling you you're not worth anything. Your past is telling you it's not worth it. Your past is a prison, trapping you, locking you in, saying, hey, Paul, you blew it. Look at how bad you blew it. No one will give you a job. No one will give you the time of day. Church won't let you come up and talk to people because they're afraid that bad things might get said. That doesn't feel good makes me wither but then I get a call from a friend hey Paul I want you to come to my church and talk hey Paul you know what we believe in what you're doing we want to license you as a minister not everything is bad not everything is good sometimes you have to look for those silver linings sometimes you have to search for them but the things that we search for are often the things that we treasure because they're not easy to find. And that doesn't mean because you find something easy, it's not good. I mean, I got a picture of my grandson today and he was just eating some yogurt and it was one of the best things I've seen in a long time because he was just so doggone chubby and cute. And that can be good. What are you doing to change your perspective, to get revived? Where are you finding water? Where are you finding your nutrients? Is it in those nail-scarred hands? Is it in Christ who delivers you? Are you a part of that branch that's going to produce the fruit that'll be harvested so that more people can enjoy? That's what we're here for, people. Bring more people into fellowship. That's that great commission. That's that calling that we have as Christians to share the good news. Listen, I am, I'm a, I'm a yeller. <laughs> when my teams do well, I'm looking for a reason to run outside and yell at the neighborhood. Woohoo! My team won. My neighbors probably think I'm a nut. I might be. When was the last time I went out in the street and yelled for Jesus? What about you? Are you sharing the good news? Are you telling people what Christ did for you in your life? Are you doing it often? Because telling it once is great. 
But don't just say it once. Brag about that stuff. Look, I'm talking about 2014 with my hockey team because that was the last time we won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> that was a long time ago now. There's been a lot of cups between now and then, but I'm still people letting people know that my team did it. I'm having hope that next year they'll do it again. Every year I have hope and I tell people, Christ doesn't stop doing things for me. Christ is my strength. I have no strength. I don't pray for strength because I want Christ to be my strength. I want him to be the one, and I apologize, I just banged the microphone, made a lot of noise. I want Christ to be the one that provides everything for me, and I want people to see it. I don't want people to think, look at Paul, look what he did. Hey, check out the bow tie guy. Wow, he did great. Wow, look at all those numbers on his show. That's awesome. Hey, look what he's doing in the prison. I don't want that. I want to be a mouthpiece for Christ. I don't want people to cheer for the name on the back of the shirt. I want them to cheer for the name on the front of the shirt. You know, if my favorite player leaves my team and goes to another team, I still cheer for my team because I'm basically cheering for those shirts, not the names on them, just the name on the front. And Christ, that's the name on the front of my jersey. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's got bow tie guy in the back. And it might have a number on the arm. Maybe it's a two, maybe it's a 22. I don't know. But Christ is the team that we're cheering for. And when we're with him, we bear much fruit. Apart from him, we do nothing. If we remain in him and our, if, listen to seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. You're worth it. That past, yeah, it happened. Don't hide it. Use it. Let it be leveraged to lift you higher. I say it every Monday on my blog. Let it help you to rise up, to be something that someone doesn't want you to be. There are people cheering for us to fail, and we're going to. But man alive, feels good when we're able to rise up and do something great through Christ, because of Christ, because Christ did it in us. Amen? Amen. Well, that's enough of my one-man preaching show uh, for this week. I'm going to leave it at that. I want to remind you that we're on social media, and you can find us there. You can you know, like us on, on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. We put some pictures up there. Like the pictures. Check out the clip of uh, the dudgeon clip, uh, we're calling it, uh, where Carrie gets her, her bonus points. Uh, if you want to help out the show and the ministry financially, look, we're going to be going into the prisons here now, and gas is still expensive. You help to send us there with your generous, generous gifts. And uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Patreon, uh, which gives you access to our Discord chat server, to our book club. There's all sorts of swag that you can get from us. If you're interested in getting a Mess It Up podcast shirt so that you can wear it or a window sticker to go in your car so that you can uh, you know, help get the word out about the show, um, our donors get those, those gifts. Um, text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. We really appreciate all of our, our uh, donors and our patrons. Thank you so much. We can't do this without you. Well, I guess we probably could because God will find a way. If it's God's will, it's God's bill, right? But um, uh, check and see, you know, pray about it. See if God's asking you to help out our ministry uh, because um, we could use all the help we can get um, 
because the more we have, the more we're able to do, the more people we're able to bring into those prisons. So thank you for being here, dear listeners. Thank you for putting up with me in my uh, my COVID show. Um, and um, I guess that's about all I've got to say, except for you know those last words. We'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.